And day number 135, when Joe promised that he would not abandon Americans. Uh, look, look, Jen Psaki commented on Americans abandoned in Afghanistan today. Remember, she's now calling the CBO, the gold standard that gets rid of accounting gimmicks, a false fake score. No, that would be the accurate one. We don't need to test illegal immigrants for COVID. We give them special treatment, preferential treatment, and there's no vaccine mandates because they're not going to be here very long. Uh, another lie. Uh, supply chain crisis, the tragedy of the treadmill. She's now outdone herself when asked about if the White House is responsible for abandoning abandoning Americans in Afghanistan. We don't put trackers on Americans traveling overseas. Whoa. Sure, that's bringing a lot of comfort to Americans abandoned there. Thousands of green card holders, hundreds of Americans, military families, and of course, our Afghan allies that are getting killed one by one. Um, all right. So we expect the, the House now is preparing to vote based on what I believe is the sham committee for all the reasons that I'm going to, I got into in the last hour um, on a resolution to hold former Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows in contempt of Congress. Uh, now, the last time prior to Steve Bannon having the contempt charge, the last time that had happened is 1983. And, and this, you know, but if we were going to have a real investigation, uh, I want to know, what, I want to talk to the whistleblower who says the National Guard was ordered to stand down as the riot was raging. Now, that was in Politico, hardly members of the vast right wing conspiracy. If we're really going to get to the truth now that we know the truth, that in fact that Nancy Pelosi, the rules in the House and the Capitol, the power structure of the Capitol, Nancy Pelosi is the one that has the authority and responsibility over the leadership of the Capitol Police. Why did she deny the Capitol Police chief's request before, during the January 6th riot? Why didn't she, why did she not approve bringing up the National Guard? Why did Donald Trump ask for it two days earlier? Now, why would Donald Trump ask for the National Guard? Because he thought that the people at the rally were going to invade the Capitol? No, because he watched the 530 riots that they don't have a committee investigating, you know, where dozens of Americans died, billions in dollars of property damage with arson and looting, and thousands of cops were injured with bricks, rocks, bottles, and Molotov cocktails. You know, the very riots that the media mob doesn't want a committee for the ones they said were mostly peaceful, the one that the ones that Joe Biden ignored all summer and the ones that Kamala Harris gave aid and support to by promoting their bail fund so the rioters can get out and uh, join their friends again. But that's the whole that, that that would be the committee that matters if they want a committee that's to be taken seriously. Why did they kick off Jim Jordan and Jim Banks and put the two biggest Trump haters in the Republican Party, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger on it. Uh, anyway, joining us now is Mark Meadows. Uh, he is the one that will be dealing with this vote uh, later today uh, in contempt of Congress. His book is out, by the way, and it's a must read. It's called The Chief's Chief. Uh, he talks about a lot of these efforts. Um, a lot has been made over the fact that uh, that you got texts from people like me and others. Do you have any comment on that? Well, I mean, obviously, they want to make a big deal, uh, Sean, out of everything that is not a big deal. I mean, uh, for you to say, well, 
the president putting out a statement is totally appropriate. And and listen, this is not about an investigation that really is meaningful. And it's not even about me. Uh, let's be clear about this. This is about a political revenge that a committee is embarking on because they didn't like a president. They didn't like his policy. And so today it's me. Tomorrow it, it could potentially be somebody else. And, and I can tell you, we've been over backwards to try to, to cooperate with this committee, but they're not. Well, you gave them the text messages. And by the way, I played in the last hour. Won't play it again today. Me live on this radio show as it was happening, condemning the violence. Me on TV on January 6th, condemning the violence, just like I condemned all of the riots in, in the summer of 2020. Where's that committee investigating the riots that killed dozens of Americans, injured thousands of cops? and cause billions in property damage. Do you see a committee looking into those 500-plus riots? No, they're not doing that because, you know, there are people in the West Wing that honestly gave money to bail people out that were part of that. So, I mean, so when we look at this, uh, listen, uh, we've been over backwards. Like you say, we we gave uh, text messages and emails of a non-privileged kind. I've been consistent from day one. I said I was going to protect the president's executive privilege. That's what I've done. It's not mine to give away. But when we look at, at what is happening here, this is all about changing a narrative. So they don't have to talk about inflation. So they don't have to talk about oh. the, the debacle on Afghanistan. It's, it's so that they, listen, it's a sad day, a predictable day. But in, in all of this, this is all about politics and has nothing to do about making the capital safer. Because if it did... Uh, the transparent way that I co- cooperated would have been rewarded. Instead, it's being punished today by a vote of contempt on the House floor. Well, I think the other issue is if we really want to get to the bottom of this. Now, you have confirmed for me in numerous interviews that President Trump himself and you yourself had requested that National Guard troops be brought up. Uh, I would assume because of the federal buildings attacked all summer, the, su- the previous summer, and all the riots that took place, the 500-plus riots around the country that took place, uh, I would assume that was the reason you were thinking, knowing that hundreds of thousands of people potentially were coming to D.C., it would be common sense to be prepared. Why didn't Nancy Pelosi protect the Capitol? Because that's her duty. She is the one that has the control and authority and responsibility of the Capitol Police. Am I wrong on that? Well, you're you're not wrong on that. So it's it's uh, partly Speaker Pelosi, partly the mayor of D.C. and and together they both made a decision uh, that the National Guard should not be available to to have a peaceful demonstration on January sixth. And you're right; it was in anticipation of potentially, uh, in my opinion, uh, counter uh, you know counter uh, actually. Uh, 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 people coming in to, to try to push very hard uh, and and push back against those that were peacefully assembled. And so what we need to do, what we need to make sure of, is that, that there is a real investigation and real transparency. But that's not going to happen because this is all about their political narrative and their pushback on President Donald Trump. Well, Democrats seem to love whistleblowers. Political chronicled uh, one particular whistleblower, Colonel uh, Earl Matthews. He put out a 36-page memo, and uh, he sent it to the January 6th uh, Select Committee. Uh, it includes details, recollections of the you know riot of that day, and how the Deputy Chief of Staff of Operations 
quote, was, was were absolute and unmitigated liars in their characterization of, of what happened that day. And every leader in the D.C. Guard wanted to respond and knew they could respond and and stop what was happening at the Capitol. And they were told repeatedly to stand down. And in addition to Matthew's memo, political obtained a document produced by a D.C. Guard official dated January 7th that lays out the timeline of January 6th. And at 2.37 p.m. Uh, points out that they recommended the D.C. Guard to be on standby, not deploying. Now, that to me would be under the if we wanted to make sure this never happens again, which I said on January 6th, we can't have this happen again. You would want to get to the bottom of that. Are they investigating that part? Because I don't see it. Jim Jordan would. Jim Banks would. Yeah, they both would, but really they don't want to get to the bottom of it because the problem with those decisions is not in the West Wing. You know, they they want only something that that actually goes and is attributed to President Donald Trump. And so that's where that's where they're hitting all of this and the reason why they don't want to look too closely at that and they want to focus on a text message or two is because it it will lead to a decision uh, matrix that actually would would have some of their uh, Democrat colleagues and uh, decision. Well, I think it has to start with Nancy Pelosi. Wouldn't wouldn't they subpoena her, well, her, fo- home, her text messages, her emails, her phone yeah. calls leading up to the sixth, and her uh, not taking the recommendations of you, the president, and the Capitol Police Chief. Yeah, I'm, I'm yet to get a phone call from Speaker Pelosi about that security uh, decision. And so, uh, you know, there have been reports of her talking to other people, but uh, but I've yet to get a call. And 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 here's here's my concern is this January 6th commission uh, is going to refer me for criminal contempt today. Uh, at least that's the way it looks if the vote goes along party lines, which largely it's believed that that's what will happen. But this will, will do nothing to actually get to the bottom of the problem, because what, what they don't want is, is actually a candid conversation about uh, those, those issues that, uh, that truly will make a difference, Sean. And I think that the real key here is, is when, when we look at this at the end of the day, uh, I think most Americans believe that this is all about politics. Well, Liz Cheney also suggested even, and this was in The Hill, uh, that Steve Bannon's refusal to cooperate, et cetera, et cetera, suggests the former President Trump, quote, was personally involved in the planning and execution of January 6th. Uh, That would go directly against what he said that day, which was many of you will now peacefully and patriotically uh, march to the Capitol so your voices will be heard. Well, he said peacefully and patriotically, uh, as as I've said publicly before, he wanted National Guard. Actually, two days prior to it, wanted National Guard. You don't actually put National Guard on the ready if you wanted something that was not going to be peaceful. And I'm aware of no one in the West Wing that had any advanced knowledge of a security breach that was going to happen on January 6th. And yet, uh, you know, it's real easy for uh, these members of Congress to to make these very inflammatory statements of which, you know, obviously uh, they they have done in in such unbelievably uh, uh, magnified way over the last 72 hours. 
and and yet it's not based on the facts, Sean. And and that's what I think your listeners need to understand. I, listen, I talk about not about the the January sixth stuff in detail, but how the Russia hoax and everything else in the Chiefs Chief. Listen, this is just a continuation of of. Uh, a Russia hoax. Uh, well, hang on one second. Russia. By the way, Mark Meadows is with us. He has his new book out. It's on Amazon.com, uh, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. It's called The Chief's Chief. Uh, he, as he just stated, uh, expects, uh, in fact, that uh, he's going to be held in contempt. We'll get to what that means. If stations along the Sean Hannity Show network, we're going to continue our coverage uh, now if you need to take a break. L- let's talk about that. And that is what you expect today and what implications you think this will have. Well, I mean, I expect the House to vote on criminal contempt today. I expect them to to refer it to DOJ. Uh, Then the Department of Justice will make a determination on uh, whether to uh, uh, file charges uh, on that. I can tell you we've made a very very strong record of our willingness to cooperate. I can tell you my uh, my participation with the committee has been uh, very willing and open. In fact, they they went behind our back after we were already agreed to come in and talk about non privileged information, not that not the the uh, the executive privilege uh, information that the president has claimed. I've been consistent that I was going to protect that. But yet, at the same time, then they send subpoenas behind our back, uh, subpoenaing the, the phone records and all the records from my private cell phone carrier without notifying us while we're in the, the middle of sharing information with them. It, it, they've just not acted in good faith. They've been bad, bad faith actors in this. And hopefully the Department of Justice will see. Well, it. obviously, with the release of the text messages, again, non-privileged, you are being open and honest with all of them. Um, by the way, this is not my God, first rodeo. Hide. Sean, Sean, I have nothing to hide. The president has nothing to hide. And if, if this were a, a, a legitimate committee seeking the truth, then what would happen is is a whole lot of people would be able to share it. They would be able to pack it up and understand what decisions could have been made, should have been made. But I can tell you that President Trump and those people in the White House, uh, you know, the, the decisions that they made, were were appropriate and and certainly we have hindsight to look at but there was there was no delay in well, the I, I, and that's and that frankly is something that i supported and said i support from the beginning from and, day one. and then yes, they they made one. it partisan when they kicked off our mutual friend jim jordan and jim banks and replaced yeah. them with kinzinger and and liz cheney and I don't see any deep dive into Nancy Pelosi's power and role here. Um, I don't see if the, we really care about rioting. Democrats, you know, you not only weren't condemning the riots in the summer of 2020, over 500 of them, but some of them, like Kamala Harris, were sympathetic to those involved in the riots and helping to get them out of jail. Well, we we know that. And, and I think the sad part about this is is that that where does it stop, Sean? Where does it stop? Today it's me, and and part of this is about intimidation and trying to make sure that Trump supporters and people that support Donald Trump are intimidated. Uh, Well, I'm, you know, I may pay a a very dear cost uh, for standing uh, by the executive privilege claim of President Trump, but I'm not going to be intimidated uh, by this committee 
to do something that I don't have the right to do. What they're basically asking me to do is break a law and and do something that is is against uh, years of history and lots of jurisprudence. If they really cared about the answer, they would talk to the whistleblowers I mentioned. If they really cared and preventing this from ever happening again, which, by the way, I, I would never want to see happen again, just like I'd never want to see what happened in the summer of 2020 happen again. They would talk to the yeah, whistleblowers. The, uh, yeah. They would also talk to the police chief, uh, the Capitol Police chief. They would also look at your request for the National Guard, President Trump's request for the National Guard. And they would also simultaneously look into the rioting of 2020, which Democrats rarely talked about. So their behavior indicates to me that the purpose is is not to get to the truth or to get to answers. Uh, but in Liz Cheney's case, for example, it's just to purge the party of all things Donald Trump and Donald Trump supporters in the hopes that he would never be able to run again, for example, in 2024. That's my conclusion. Well, I think you're right. I mean, obviously, the timing of this, they will try to write a report and, and uh, you know, the report's probably written already. They're going to write a report, try to get it out uh, in time for them to run on this is on the midterms. That's because they don't have an economy to run on. The, high, the gas prices are high. The, the grocery stores are, are having a hard time staying filled. And, uh, and we've gone from energy dominance to energy beggars. I mean, you name it, uh, it, it couldn't be worse from a a domestic and foreign policy standpoint. And so this is a report that they're going to rely on and try to keep the majority in 2022. Now, I did notice that Liz Cheney, you know, selectively chose what she wanted to reveal publicly and leak publicly. Um, Didn't mention her colleagues, which was interesting to me uh, by name. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. By the way, this you know this is not my first rodeo. The last time they released my text messages, there were fifty-seven pages, and 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 uh, I think there are about eleven or twelve or thirteen hundred of them. Uh, and the biggest commentary that was made about me was, "Oh my God, he really believes the stuff he says on TV." Uh, well, in my you, private you conversations. Do. I mean, I, I, is privacy like non-existent now in this country? Well, and that's the whole thing is in, in good faith, you know, how, how many subpoenas can they send out to private citizens? I'm a private citizen. I don't work for the government. And, right. you know, will they send out all these subpoenas and then just start sharing emails uh, across the board? But, well, share Nancy you know, Pelosi. I want to see Nancy Pelosi's email records, phone records, text messages, and I want to know why she... It's her authority, her power, her responsibility over the Capitol Police. Why did she deny the requests that were made by by everybody, pretty much? Well, that's that's because there would be real accountability if they did that, Sean. And obviously, there's not real accountability. This is this is just once again, just like we saw with impeachment 1.0 and impeachment 2.0, the Russia hoax deal. You you name it. They continue. You know, for four years, we heard about Russia collusion. Every single Sunday, we heard about Russia collusion and all this evidence they had. You know, and at the end of the day, poof, there wasn't any evidence. And, you know, the more. No, not only was there not any evidence, I I need to. I stayed three years on this when we were proven correct and everybody else was wrong in the media and they never apologized or corrected the record. Uh, but it turned no, out to be exactly based right. on unverifiable lies in a dossier that Hillary paid for with Russian disinformation.
without a doubt. And you were over the target. And, you know, a few of us were, were each and every day saying, this is, we've got to deal with this. We've got to make sure that the truth gets out. But once again, you know, uh, you know, in the privacy of a bunker in a basement, they leaked out information to give one story when the truth uh, was staring them in the face. And, and that's what will happen here. At the end of the day, what people will understand is, is that no one in the West Wing uh, not only didn't have advanced knowledge, but, but pulled, uh, pulled back on any help or any assistance that could have been given on January 6th. We condemn it. I condemn it. You condemn it. You condemned it that day. And that's, uh, that's what this is all about. But I condemn all riots, as you do, as any, and I, and I actually made the comment uh, about conservatives. Um, you know, uh, I'll even play that part where I said, if you are a conservative, here, listen. Let me stop here and be crystal clear. Uh, those who truly support President Trump, those that believe they are part of the conservative movement in this country, you do not, we do not support those that commit acts of violence. They, people we don't believe should be vandalizing our nation's capital, attacking the brave men and women that keep us safe in law enforcement. They don't storm the Capitol. They don't place pipe bombs at the RNC or anywhere else. And all of today's perpetrators must be arrested and pers- prosecuted to the full extent of the law. As I said, all throughout the summer of 2020. Anyway, the book is called The Chief's Chief. Um, it is an insider's view. I read it cover to cover. I couldn't put it down. Um, I know you're supposed to be on a book tour, but now you got to deal with this crap, uh, which I'm very sorry for. Uh, had I thought they really wanted answers, I would support a committee, just like I'd support a committee for the summer of 2020 riots so that we can prevent violence in this country. I'll give you the last word. Well, I love my country. I continue to love my country in spite of the uh, actions of Congress today. We have institutions that have survived much worse than this, Sean, and this this too will pass, and our institutions well, will survive. The Chief's Chief, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. Hannity is on right now. And what's the truth about D.C.? It is an Adam Schiff hole. Uh, it is a Schiff show. It is a swamp. It is a shift sewer. It's all the above. All right, let's get to our phones here. Our buddy Don in Lake Ronkonkoma in New York. Great craftsman that he is. Longtime <laughs> friend and listener. Sir, welcome back to the program. Hey, Sean, I've got to tell you, I'm not in Lake Ronkonkoma today. I'm in Lake County, Florida. So, uh, You know what? I'm going to give you some unsolicited advice. We've been friends uh-huh. a long time. Do not okay. pass go. Have, hire a, a moving company. <laughs> Let them pack your house and leave now while you can still get out. That's my advice. Um, I'm going to wait till my friends also leave. Hey, listen, my friend. Merry Christmas to you and Sean you too, and my your friend. entire staff on TV and radio. You've got 10 days till Christmas Eve, and I don't know if I'll get on uh, before then. But I just wanted to say uh, I heard Representative Liz Cheney uh, reading yours and others' personal emails to then Chief of Staff uh, Mark Meadows. Uh, regarding the January 6th Capitol break, I was so disgusted and so revolted that it she has come down t- to that 
level of depravity. Uh, well, is she going to read the correspondence between President Trump's staff to have Speaker Pelosi protect? No, Capitol? I'll tell you what. I, I want Speaker Pelosi. Speaker Pelosi is responsible. She is the one that denied calling up the National Guard. That's her responsibility. I think yep. her phone records need to be seized. I think she needs to be subpoenaed herself. I think she needs to go under oath and give testimony. Um, and, you know, as long as we're giving out, you know, everybody else's text messages. By the way, you, you know, because you've been you listen to this program, you know, one text message. This is not my first rodeo. I said to Linda this morning, she cracked up. Well, I could say this. At least I wasn't 1300 like last time. <laughs> you know, I know. But the, you know, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Don, and this is important for people to know. I don't have an I've not had an email account in years. I don't have it anymore. I have no access to it. I have no access to um any of my social media accounts. Um some people think, Hannah, you've changed. We used to be friends and they're they're mad at me. And I yeah. I, I I haven't changed. Yeah, What's changed right. is the atmosphere in which I work. And when you have a mob um, and you have people that do not respect private, personal text messages, emails, etc., I've had to change my life. You bet. And when I explain that, even to people that were close friends, they still hate me. And they think That's that I've become a jackass and yeah. I'm full of myself. I, I, Linda, is this all true? And we've tried to explain to some people, you know, you cannot get to me directly for the most part. Right. That's very true. You know, and, and it's sad to me. I mean, I'd rather not. And I'm not, by the way, this is not woe is me. It's just, yep. it's a consequence of what I'm now doing for a living. It's yep. officially now an atmosphere where there is no privacy expectation for me anymore. Exactly. Because they don't care. And yep. it's just, you know, you've known me for all these years. And mm -hmm. I, I think you know um, I'm the same person I was when I started. I'd like to believe I am. Linda, my, I, I don't think I've changed. Um, I've become, No, anything, I think it's more, just, if anything, you're just, you have to protect yourself. Because unfortunately, we're living in a time where people release 57 pages of your text messages like it's a magazine. Yeah, yep. that's about what happened. And I remember, you know, and then I'm racing through them. The funniest part, Don, about that, that I'm going to let you talk is, you know, when those 1300 text messages came out, the greatest thing in the world happened. So fake news, CNN is covering it. MSDNC is covering it. And they they come to the same conclusions simultaneously. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like his opening monologue on TV. He really believes this stuff. Yep. And I'm like. It, are you saying that you don't believe the things you say? Because, yes, I believe what I say. So yep. that kind of cracked me up at the time. But but listen, Merry right Christmas, my friend. God bless you. And uh, I can't do the show without you. You've been a staunch, steady supporter all these years. And I don't say thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. And enjoy. Uh, Joseph San Antonio, Texas, W-O-A-I. What's going on, sir? Hey, Sean. How are you doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Uh, that's good. I'm doing good. Um, hey, man, what, uh, I was listening right now what you were saying about last caller, and, and I can completely understand how you probably feel, you know, just beat down sometimes. But please, for the sake of all of us, your friends, please just recharge and come back slinging. Uh, I can promise you that's the case. Linda will attest to this. I have a very hard time relaxing. I'm not the guy that can sit on a beach for a day. Uh, maybe you can in 10 minutes. You're not a guy who could sit on the beach for a minute. I don't know what you're even talking about a day. I, 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 I do not understand that thing, sitting on a beach. I don't get it. 
I'll play. I'll hey, play. I, I, I'm the same way. <laughs> I'll play beach football with my kids. But short of that, I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. I hate the feeling of sand in my toes anyway. I, I'm the same way. Um, my wife actually grew up, you know, right on a beach. And so she loves it. She can go out there and sit there for about six hours. After about five minutes, I'm ready to go do something else. So. <laughs> you and me both. It's, you know, and I find I, and everyone knows I'm escaping. Um, my family knows it. My friends know it. Um, I'll say, oh, I'm going to run in and I'll grab something. They all know I'm not coming back. <laughs> they all will say, you're not right. coming back. And I'm like, yeah, right. Bustin, you're right. <laughs> it's all true. Hey, man, I've been with her for almost 20 years, so she knows exactly what I'm doing. I'll, I'll be right back. And she's like, yeah, okay, I'll see you this evening whenever we get back. Exactly, so, right? Yeah, you know, sure. but, but yeah. I, I will say this, both my friends and my family in my life, the people that matter the most to me and, and my coworkers that work mean so much to me, everyone gets me. Everyone leaves me alone about the crap that I don't want to do, right? Except right. I have to do stuff Linda makes me do once a week. Every Christmas. Every Christmas, yeah. She's the one that keeps you in check there. So That's right. Okay. Let's, you know what? <laughs> There are days she keeps me so in check, I'm enraged. Um, <laughs> have, have a great uh, Christmas, Joseph. God bless you, my friend. Uh, let's go to Mike in Florida. Mike, what's going on, my friend? Glad you called. Good to hear you. How you doing? I'm good, man. What's going on? Well, I uh, I was talking to my brother uh, the other day, and he's he was talking about possibly um, mansion and cinema caving, because I'm told that... When Biden and Pelosi get together, they actually threaten uh, House uh, members. They, they threaten them with uh, having their relatives fired. Uh, how, how much could they take? And I'm, I'm oh, that, that, that's real. I mean, that's that's pretty much every state house, every government job. Um, you They'll say things like, well, I, we're probably going to replace you on the committee. We, we need somebody more loyal to the party to be in charge of this committee or that committee. And and trust me, they'll use every bit of leverage they possibly have to get people to vote the way they want them to vote. And it works. It, it, Unfortunately, it works. Like an obsession that they have to have uh, a one-party rule. Uh, they, they're, um, right now, I believe wholeheartedly that they are a monarchy. Um, I, I don't think Pelosi, no matter what happened, if a tape comes out, if it was discovered that, that Pelosi and the radical left conspired with China to keep people away from the polls by, by uh, you know, making a virus, I'm not saying that they would. I mean, nobody would stoop to that level. But uh, if you had that on tape, on video, I still don't think uh, anything would happen. I, I honestly believe that. I, I don't think that the, uh, the people that follow these radicals, they think Pelosi cannot do wrong no matter what she does. I, I look, it was it was reported that she's going to run for another term. OK, fine. I don't think she's going to be speaker because this build back better new Green Deal socialism is not anywhere near what the progressive caucus wants. And she's going to have trouble with them. Uh, listen, Mike, you have a Merry Christmas, my friend. God bless you and your family. Quick break right back to the phones. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. All right, back to our busy phones. Uh, Sam in Pennsylvania. What's up, Sam? Glad you called. It says Sam the liberal. Doing, That's all it says on my screen. Well, I'm more of a progressive than a liberal, but okay. By the way, uh, that's just a nice way of saying liberal. It's the same thing, but go ahead. Okay. Um, I just wanted to ask, why is it that you keep playing old um, 
You got to you got to speak up a little bit here. Speak up. Speak into the phone. Yeah, I just want to know why you keep quoting old um, uh, statements from Dr. Fauci uh, from the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, at right now, I, I listened to your show yesterday, and you were um, uh, incorrectly quoting um, Fauci. Uh, well, wait a that, minute. You just got uh, done saying that I play Fauci in his own voice. We played a montage of Fauci, so that's Fauci in right. his own words. Right. I'm just. I'm just trying. Well, how to... am I taking him out of context when it's him? Well, because with because science, because because why? Because with time, science changes. Wouldn't you agree? I've never seen one person be so mm-hmm. wrong on one issue than flip flop Fauci. Masks what don't about, work. What, why? Why, why would you wear a mask? And he also lied. We now know that his testimony in May uh, is contradicted by his own NIH. That, in fact, they funded gain-of-function uh, re- coronavirus bat research in the Wuhan Virology Lab. They funded it. And he lied to Congress. And if I did it, I'd go to jail for five years. If, if you're a conservative and you do it, you go to jail. And Dr. Fauci, oh, we'll never have a mandate. Now we got mandates. You know, now we need a booster. First it was max. First it was no mask, one mask, two masks. Then it was vax or mask. Then it was vax, mask, and booster and probably now another booster you know uh, you want to know you want me to go through the list i have a list of 15 areas where fauci's been totally completely wrong i want me to read it to you uh i i think i i think it would be best if we were to quote you um and because you said when the pandemic started it was a a, a, a hoax, just like the Ru- uh, Russia hoax, correct? Do you still think? No, it's a hoax? that's not what I said. That's taken out of context exactly- by the, the liberal oh, media that you're reading. What I what I was what I was saying. Out of context. Okay, excuse me. I'm going to explain because I know what I said. I said this is now the latest hoax. In other words, they're going to try to blame Donald Trump for the worst pandemic since 1917 and 18, which turned out to be true. They tried to blame him. It is interesting that Joe Biden inherited three Trump vaccines and one therapeutic that Joe never wants to talk about, monoclonal antibodies. Uh, Even the American people in the latest polls believe by double digits that Trump did a much better job on COVID than Biden. Uh, So, you know, the, the narrative is what the narrative is. And yes, just like they try to bludgeon Trump on the phony Russia collusion lie, just like they try to bludgeon him with two impeachments, just like this this phony January 6th, you know, predetermined outcome committee. uh, They're just trying to purge the party of Trump so he won't run again in 2024. Um, They don't like Trump. You don't like Trump. That's fine. You don't have to like him. But he was a better president by a long shot over this cognitively deficient disintegrating uh, former senator that we now call president. I wonder if he truly knows what day of the week it is. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the oranges of the situation is. Do you understand what the oranges of the situation? The origins of what? No, the oranges. The oranges, like the ones that grow on trees that you you eat, (laughs) like those ones? Well, that's what Trump kept saying. He, He was obviously... Uh, cognitively impaired when he, he kept saying... No, he actually oranges. took a cognitive test and scored a perfect score of 30. Uh, I, I would bet every penny I had, Joe wouldn't get a 30. I don't even think okay. he'd get a 20. What does that have to do with anything? 
because I believe that we have a president, as does the majority of Americans in the latest polling, that we have a president that is in significant cognitive decline and not mentally fit for the office. So because the majority of the uh, of the country says something. Do you think Joe Biden, do you, do you not, are you not concerned at all? I'm not, I'm not a Joe, I'm not a Joe Biden fan, so I don't really care. So do you uh, see, I, do you think Joe Biden is in a cognitive decline? No, but I don't care for him. He could leave. I, I didn't ask you that. So if I start playing tapes of Joe Biden, barely able to put together a coherent sentence, you're, you're going to tell me you that's normal. Those same tapes exist for Trump. No, they don't. No, no they don't. They don't. No, they don't. Well, I could play you well, Joe Biden in 2008, 2012, 2016. He's not the same guy today. Well, the same could be said about Trump. And you not, uh, you want to make this about Trump. I'm saying our current president is in a s- obvious, significant cognitive decline. And you don't have the courage to just speak truth to power and say, yeah, he's declined. He's declining cognitively. Why don't you just admit it? Well, I don't really have to speak truth to power. Um, That's not my job. Why don't don't you just, uh, it's a simple thing. It's so obvious as the nose on your face. And you won't admit it for political reasons. I don't really care for Biden. I didn't ask if you care for Biden. Do you think this guy is mentally fit? Do you see cognitive decline in Joe Biden? I already said no, so it doesn't matter. You don't see any cognitive decline. My answer doesn't matter because you're going to keep saying that he does. So it doesn't even matter what I say. I'm just saying that if you're going to play that game with Biden, you can also play that same game with Trump and look up. Look and I, I've interviewed video. Trump for 45 straight minutes, numerous times on radio and TV. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, and he doesn't miss a beat. And Joe Biden couldn't couldn't even sit for an interview for 10 minutes without a staff having a panic attack because they know he's not up to it. Anyway, 800. Appreciate the call, Sam. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Quick break, right back.